Hey, this is Chase Barber. And I'm Jordan Willie. We're two blue-collar boys doing some blue-collar interviews. Yeah. <laughs> you can only talk about cutting trees for so long. <laughs> that's true, but cutting trees <laughs> is pretty exciting, and that's why we have you on here, Matt. Yeah. So, now let's just dive right into it. You have some of the coolest tree cutting videos I have ever seen. Like, first found you on Facebook, maybe TikTok. I'm sure Chase has seen you. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful videos. Like your your lines, everything. You can dive into what you do for work, I guess, for the listeners, but it's just awesome stuff. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, I mean, pretty much just uh I I'm a climbing arborist. I work for a company down here in the lower mainland. And uh yeah, pretty much just climbing trees, removing trees, trimming trees, pretty much anything to do with trees. No. <laughs> Sorry, we Jason. should probably stop here, give people his TikTok right at the start, and that's then right. well, check no, no, out yeah. the videos, and then come back to the podcast, then they're going to have a better idea. Oh, yeah, we don't need to stop. They, they got they got, uh, they got a pause button. What's what's your TikTok there, Matt? Uh, it's Matt, M-A-T-T, uh, Brunatree, B-R-U-N-A-T-T-R-E-E. <laughs> okay, yeah, now yeah. go check them out and come back. Yeah. Okay, we're back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's it's not just cutting pruning right. trees. Like I cut trees. My little landscaping company. I climb and cut trees. <laughs> oh, the, the landscaper tree guy. Yeah, the landscaper tree guy. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I'm actually, I'm actually not too bad, but your stuff is it's artwork. Like it is crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, um, I don't know. How does someone get into that? Like, where'd you like? Where, where do you learn all the tie-offs? That's the most impressive things to me. Craigslist. Craigslist. <laughs> What? <laughs> I was working at a gas station and it was like uh, 2015, like fresh out of high school. And uh, I was just, I, I was more looking for a career. And uh, my dad used to run a landscaping company. And so I kind of knew of this company and I saw their ad on Craigslist. And uh, yeah, so I applied. Okay. And, uh, and it, they just trained you up. Yeah, they trained, but this was, yeah, this was a different company. This was a bigger company. Uh, they had like all the fancy equipment, all that stuff, you know, they just, they just don't want to pay. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. So, but uh, where, where yeah. about are you? Like, where about are you located in the world? I'm, I'm in Langley. Langley oh, okay. BC. Yeah. Yeah. So do you need your like, uh, BC forestry falling license then to be an arborist? No. That's the that's the tough thing about uh, this industry. It's super unregulated. Um, that's like, insane. Like, yeah, I always figured like you guys because like essentially you're trick shotting trees in a residential neighborhood. <laughs> exactly, I love it. that. Yeah. How else can you describe his video? He's no, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, so, like, yeah. you don't need a license for that, but to, like, go out in the middle of the woods, you need, like, a $40,000 ticket? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, That's why you got so many, like, we're all constantly getting underbid and undercut by 
the local landscaper. Okay, okay. Yeah. I need to I need to <laughs> pause you on that because you got a tone with me. <laughs> no, I, no, no. My Hold on. Hey, like a... hey, out in Manitoba, anything goes. Yeah, fair enough. I know my limits though. Like, like I'm never taking on something. I yeah. I rent a skyjack for when it's when it's something I can't climb. Yeah. I can't do. And if I yeah. can't get a skyjack in there, I don't do it. But Here's I can climb a tree and drop it straight Jordan, down. I can do that. Like, your trees aren't that big. The issue is, is like these uh, private landscapers down on like the coast of BC. That's they're like, true, no. oh, that's a 200 foot tall cedar. I'm sure I got this in this heavy yeah. residential zone. Yeah. 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 Okay, oh, don't worry. I also carry no insurance or liability whatsoever. I'm just going to incorporate a business, carry no insurance. If she lands on a house, We'll just walk away and be like, oh, we fucked that one up and reincorporate a different company and try her again. Sorry about your house. Yeah. yeah. See, my thing is I'm actually uninsured and I have tree climbing experience. And I'm not okay. that local landscaper. Yeah, that's break. Fair. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did good good enough Honestly, tree. Work. That really does kind of that drives me nuts that like people can land these things in heavily populated areas, two hundred foot tall cedars, and be like well, I have no training whatsoever, no certification, and I don't have a faller's license, but I'll give her a shot for 40 bucks an hour. <laughs> yeah. I'm only going to hundreds bucks. of thousands of dollars in damage if I get this wrong. Yeah. 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 No, that's it. It's just the way she goes. But um, Parks Canada, if you're in Parks Canada, you need to be licensed arborist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm a, I'm a certified arborist. Like Okay. A, so you're good. You're good. Through ISA, which is like the main kind of thing and uh i've done a course through uh Quantland too with like the bc ita yeah so, like ita uh arborist technician but i mean really i only need that kind of stuff because we do a lot of uh like municipal work so like natural areas for like the cities in the area around here so um yeah they require that kind of stuff but yeah really but to do residential like a lot of companies the smaller companies they just do residential work so like just at people's houses and whatnot so yeah you don't you don't really need anything you just (laughs) i uh, i don't know if you just hope work safe doesn't show up i guess i don't know well like fair enough (laughs) i i guess that seems to be like (laughs) that's oh that drives me nuts that you need like a 40 because <laughs> I wanted to be a faller. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, I would be really tempted to go get my faller's license because I love damn trees. I would love oh, to do yeah. a faller. And like they make like 80 to 100, and 100 bucks an hour to be a faller. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I could, I could handle a 100 bucks an hour paycheck. <laughs> like yeah. like I, I'm outside all day, out in the bush. Good chance yeah. I might get killed, but fuck it. Like for a hundred bucks an hour, I will risk my life. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I do it for cheaper. You do it for cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt. So I don't know if you have a picture or TikTok about it. Sorry, but uh, you have a pretty interesting company name. Like your your uh, your uh, the guy you work for is a pretty interesting company name. Oh <laughs> yeah, and company oh, shops. Yeah. Well, you know them when you see them. <laughs> yeah, you want oh, no, you want to get into that a little bit more? <laughs> uh yeah. I mean, he's uh. He's probably like the only black arborist in the lower mainland. So, <laughs> well, are you allowed to say your company name on here? <laughs> oh, I work for Black Mamba Tree Service. It's uh, <laughs> uh with these oh, big... that's, actually, that's pretty sweet. 
It is sweet, yeah. and they got the big. He's got this big black diesel with a huge decal on it. Like it's a pretty neat rig, actually. Yeah, I mean that's but, not the worst name I've heard from like a black guy owning a company. Which well, is yeah. funny because Matt's white and he drives around this company truck. Yeah, yeah, I get some, I get some awesome looks, you know. Well, there's a company up the Grand Prairie called North Nig Contracting. Yeah, you gotta be careful telling that to people, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that one is even worse. That one is worse, and it, it, that one's also run by a black guy, right, Chase? I think so. I, I, actually, I think it might be ran by a white guy, but they had oh. a few black guys working oh. for them. <laughs> <laughs> touchy subjects, touchy subjects. Yeah, yeah. No, my boss is a super chill guy. We used to work at the other company together too. So okay, okay. Yeah. Do, does he know you're coming on here? Did he give you like a rundown of what? Oh yeah. To say? I Oh, he's he doesn't care. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> he says it's I, good for it's good for uh, popularity and all that stuff. You know? uh, well, so he must. <laughs> what's he think about your TikToks then? Oh, he he doesn't even uh, like he doesn't do social media very much. So, okay. he's, I was uh, gonna say, but, he's gotta be in favor. Like I've seen your work. I've been yeah. watching videos, and like you are incredibly skilled at what you do. I can't imagine they're like. Because when people are trying to make a decision, be like, "Hey, I got this danger tree sitting on my property, and my house is at risk." They're yeah. probably gonna look at somebody that's got some videos that shows they know what they're doing. Like that's, Honestly. Like, that's an advantage to you, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, I had some like business cards made up, and I just threw my uh, threw my Instagram right on there. So I figured it's like a, a little profile, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, and you're doing good. I like I, you know, we obviously try to pump up our guests as much as possible with truckers, and sometimes you know, there's only so much you can post about driving a truck. Yeah. But your videos, I, I think I've seen every one. Like it's. It is artwork, and again, if you haven't watched it, for people listening, if they haven't looked yet, go, go look. It's awesome shit. And uh, yeah. with that, Are we supposed Kate, to pump up our guests? I thought we just <laughs> normally have decent guests. I think you're supposed to a little bit. But, I don't. Uh, I yeah, don't you know only get the best. On here. The like, best. Can we just do one podcast where the guy's just an idiot, maybe? I don't know. Well, me and you are here, so we kind of cover that every podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's who we're making fun of. Our guests, yeah. I remember, I remember now. Our guests are the smart ones. Yeah, um, I mean, we can't have three of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would we do? That'd be a nightmare. Um, yeah. I was asking about your boss because, obviously, the question I'm sure you get asked the most, and I don't know if you post too much about it, but uh, incidents, the tree shake ones. I've seen a few of those. Oh, yeah. The ones yeah. that don't go so smoothly. No, you know, it's, uh, I've been working with a lot of guys that are like super green, so I'm pretty much used to it at this point. Mm -hmm. So when those those tree shake videos, is it, I just like, I just do my double tie in and make sure my spurs are in good and, you know, like there's only so much you can do and then I'm just prepared for it. So, yeah. I'm not fair. Gonna, I mean, yeah. at least you got all the equipment. I yeah. always <laughs> like. I love old work videos, like from the '50s and '40s, and like you watch guys like the high climbers work and been like the 1930s, and they're like, "Well, I got one rope tied around my waist loosely. I'm gonna climb up yeah. this 350 yeah. foot yeah. tall redwood and chop it." <laughs> There's no double tie in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm having- like. Hey, what's your tie-in on this one? Well, I stuck a piece of wood into the side of the tree, and I'm just going to stand on this and swing an axe for six hours and hope for the best. Yeah, the old springboard method. Yeah. <laughs> you ever done yeah. that at all? No, I haven't really. No. I don't, uh, 
I, I try to, uh, since I don't have my faller certification, I try to, yeah, just really not do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I, uh... Especially where I'm usually working is usually like right next to houses or over houses. That's fair. Though. That's I don't, fair. You probably I don't really don't have. I don't really have that option. Yeah, <laughs> you you just look for the you just look for a few good branches so you can give your spurs a little break. Just yeah. sit, yeah. stand on the branch for me. Oh god, that's nice when you have to tree for Throw a my rope over and relax. <laughs> yeah. Stand on a branch. Oh, so nice. Yeah. I, I uh, w- my one time I, I shouldn't climb by myself, but my employee had to go grab some stuff, and I stayed in the tree while he was gone. Yeah. And I was in there for like twenty minutes. I didn't have any branches to stand on, like like just spurs. And I was like my first day back doing it in months. So that twenty minutes felt longer than it should have. I can go way longer now, but off the start, I was like, oh my god, my legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, now I can do a lot more. But off the start, I was like, oh, this is this was a terrible idea. Get to the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Matt, I got to ask, what's the hardest trick shot, for lack of a better word, you've ever done? Like, difficult. What's the most difficult one? Matt, are you getting arrested? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, 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 uh, I was, like, at the community park earlier. So I thought maybe, I don't know, I thought maybe they had some kind of weird Wi-Fi bands or something. But, uh, so I thought that's why it wasn't working. Oh, we jumped off so topics I, really quick there. <laughs> I drove. I drove up the road, so I'm oh. now I'm by the fire hall. Okay. Ah. Oh, the fire hall! That's yeah. again. I was like, "Where are you going with this?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. the sirens! I'm like, where yeah. I'm like, okay, like, yeah. okay. We can edit that part yeah. out. If we, we found that idiot guest we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I just Good. have terrible service at my house, so I uh, I need oh, to go drive okay. somewhere. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. Chase, you asked the question. <laughs> okay. So, what's the hardest job you've ever done? Hardest job? Oh, anytime I'm dragging brush. <laughs> ah, I, I meant like the most difficult. Yeah, most time you've ever brought down a tree, like the tightest margin for error. Oh man, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of those. <laughs> like every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I've done some work for the pipeline. Those ones are always like Trans Mountain. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're always pretty brutal. I mean, I can imagine their their rules are are a lot more fun than usual. Oh yeah. Oh, the, some uh, of them though. It's like I, I, I honestly don't know what they're doing because, like, when we were hauling logs for them, there'd be like a log kind of near the road, like a tree that's kind of ready to come down. They'd be yeah. like, "There's a danger tree next to the road within twenty feet. We gotta stop all the traffic. We're gonna put flaggers on the road until we can get a set of fallers out, and they'll make you sit there for like four hours until a faller comes out to nag down one tree, and it's like." That was probably way more dangerous to the faller knocking the tree down than it was to any driver going past it on the off chance it might have happened to fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they you should... don't get what their logic is there. They're like, hey, we need to make sure this is safe and this tree doesn't fall on the road that's very lightly traveled. Let's have somebody come and stand directly underneath it for a half hour instead. No, that's yeah. pipeline stuff. They're just, they're yeah. so, yeah. so overly <laughs> aggressive on that shit. Oh, uh, I don't know if you saw the the video where I put the top in the pool. I did see that one. Yeah. I, I saw that one. 
That was a good, okay, but was it? It, it yeah. wasn't like what happened there. Yeah, if you want it. So I, uh, it, uh, I was removing basically like a row of trees behind this guy's house, and I had like a full on like empty lot on the one side, and then the other side was the pool, and uh, it got like I did probably four or five trees. It was all fine, and then like all of a sudden, just like this random like storm came in and i was like 60 feet up this spruce and spruce is like super top heavy once you get all the once you get all the bottom limbs off so uh yeah i was just looking down it's like noodling around under me and (laughs) i don't know once once you get to like 50 60k winds and you're standing on that thing it's just not very fun so I, I was like, all right, I'm taking a top here. <laughs> and uh, I had a rope on it. Like, I had, like, I'm pretty sure I had, a like, a four-to-one pulley system on it, too. And, uh, yeah, it just, I made my cut. The cut was totally fine. It just blew off sideways. Yeah, that'll yeah. happen. Like, I, I yeah. have been up some big spruces in that. I've never called it noodling, but I like that description because when you're looking down on it, yeah, you're, you look down. you're yeah. swaying our way. You're That's noodling, a, man. It's a pretty good description. <laughs> yeah. Chase, have you ever climbed any? Like, have you, like, I'm sure you've climbed, but like, have you done any like actual climbing? Like for tree climbing? Yeah, like spurs and shit. No, we knock them down at the bottom when you're logging. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. I just was scared. Because nobody, like, no one around Merritt is, like, no one does high lead stuff. You never have to top a tree. Yeah. Believe it or not, we have this really, really smart way of uh, knocking down trees. It's more than attaching. Like, I know you attach all the ropes and do everything. We just bring out a buncher, and then it grabs the trees for you. And it's got these big grapples, and it can just carry it away. Okay. Like, Speaking a buncher... of that buncher, because buncher in the city, yeah, obviously ain't happening. But I have yeah. seen, like, crane rigs with – it's literally a mobile crane, but instead of a crane boom on the end, it just has, like, a like a, like a a very small buncher knuckle, and he just takes it down yeah. piece by piece. Yeah, those knuckle boom cranes. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. one? It's like, have you, have you got guys working like that in, in I, the area? Not around here. I, I don't know of anybody that has one, but definitely down – or, like, East Coast or, like, in the States – Oh, that'd be a great job. I think that'd be an awesome job. Yeah. I, I don't know the one I seen. I don't think it was a knuckle crane, but it was like a big telescopic mobile crane, pretty well. And he just yeah, picked, he picked the tree apart one at a time. Oh, like, oh uh, yeah, that'd be I so know cool. The guy you're talking about, uh, yeah. he's got. It's called a Merlot, I think. That, Maybe I don't like, know. Chase, uh, have you have you seen them? Yes, I have. The like oh. little like knuckle pickers with a little like I guess buncher head for lack of a better yeah, it, it's like, like a yeah. small buncher head. Oh, so much fun. The only thing to wonder about that is like, God, you would have to calculate your, like, I wonder how many times that's gone horribly wrong is you misjudged how much you were grabbing of the tree and then mm. you just pulls the whole head over. Like, yeah, I could see it going like, honestly, the way Matt does it is probably a lot safer, I would imagine, than actually <laughs> going up there with like a crane and a picker. That all of a sudden shock loads the boom with a few thousand pounds. Ah, uh, the, the one I'm yeah. thinking of is a big crane. That thing could that could handle a lot. It's just like it's it all comes down to efficiency, I guess. Mm-hmm. So those guys can go around and do like like three or four big trees in a day, and I, I 
if I'm climbing it, I'm probably doing like one a day. So yeah, that's okay. Okay, Matt, I know you made fun of the whole landscaper tree faller thing. Yeah. And now I, de- I, I previously defended myself, and now I'm going to tell you guys a terrible story. <laughs> this is a bunch of don't do's, and I did them all. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I was taking out a tree by a cabin, and I didn't have my guy again. So I was working alone, climbing trees. Not very safe. I had my phone on me in my pocket. So I got my Hey Siri. Like if I say that, she'll pop up. So it wasn't too, I was worried, but not, not too worried. Yeah. So I climbed it, limbed it, got to the top, threw my rope down. All I needed to do was get the, I got like get the top pulled over. So I put a rope on, tied it to, tied it to my, like let it down, got off the tree, tied the rope to my truck, put just a little bit of pressure on it, went back up the tree, started my notch. And then did my notch where I wanted to fall, did my back cut. It was starting to bend a little bit. So I was like, okay, actually, I'll just go down. And I'll give it a little yank. It'll fall perfectly where I want it, right? Yeah. Sounds super sketchy, but it was it was working out fine. So I'm climbing. I'm, I'm up this tree. I have this thing at the top, very top, notched almost all the way through, back cut. Like, there's nothing holding this thing up. Climb down, get my truck, pull forward. I pulled the whole tree down. <laughs> the bottom was rotten right through and I had been up in that thing just five seconds earlier. The top oh. I know, I know. It was bad. <laughs> like uh there was maybe an inch holding it at the top, but it was still good yeah. wood. The bottom was rotten. Like I pulled the whole thing over. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like when you see like a hand faller go and like cut a tree and then that tree just splits in half as they're cutting it at the base. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I couldn't Sorry. tell, like, it, it, it didn't look bad. It didn't, like, it didn't look like it was that rotten, but I guess the inside was just mucked up. Yeah, usually around the base it gets like that. Yeah, so if, that was a if bad If anywhere, one. it's going to be at the base. <laughs> uh, I don't, th- yeah, it was a short tree, though. Like, that is a Manitoba tree. Like, that one was, like, a 30-footer. Like, I wasn't all that high. Still, oh, could, yeah. still could die, but. Have you guys seen the video online where the guy's trying to knock a tree down by himself and it starts going the wrong way towards the house? So he gets this little, like, if you're D4 talking... cat, throws the uh, guy yeah, no, I, the I commented on that guy's <laughs> Like, literally, he leaves it in drive, puts the bulldozer in drive, pulling against it, and then runs out, cuts it. Then yeah. the dozer's, like, taken off across the fields. He's, like, running out to catch his bulldozer. Yeah, that one, um, mine, mine was like bad, but like, I don't know. I felt okay. That one was, that one even sketched me out. I was like, I'm not doing this stuff. Like, leaving the dozer in gear, bad. Leave, like, when he was climbing up by it too, like, it was like a split one too. I was like, man, like, this is a mess. And a big tree, not just a little guy. Like, not big, oh, yeah, but that like, thing was like 100 feet yeah, tall. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot bigger than I was dealing with that day where I was doing sketchy stuff. Like, sketchy stuff is one thing when it's a little baby tree, but that one was, I wouldn't do that. Like, I can only imagine if the WCB inspector, like, WorkSafe came by as you were doing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, when he posted it, I was like, like, obviously, he's not a business or anything, but still, even, like, you're online. Like, what do, you, what do people think of this guy? And a few comments actually were like, oh, attaboy, like, good ingenuity. I was like, are you serious? No. Shouldn't be encouraged. But the thing is that it shouldn't be encouraged. But if I had to make a choice between, hey, am I going to take out my entire, my house with a tree or do I hook my dozer up and let her go into it? Like, he was in a big farmer's field. So, like, even if he can't catch the dozer again, yeah. and like, like, do I not have a house? And there is not a homeowner insurance alive that'll be like, what happened? And you're like, 
well, I fell a tree on my own house instead of calling a professional arborist. They're like, yeah, denied. When you're at that <laughs> yeah. point, I understand that argument at that point, but he shouldn't have been at that point is my 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 yeah. conversation. Like, he, I he, think the problem is, is that a lot of people who haven't cut down a tree think that it is way easier than it looks. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a misunderstanding of cutting trees. Oh, I like... I've always been relatively confident, like, because I've always cut down, like, around the property where they're, like, 20 feet tall and you're just knocking them out. Then you get a big one that goes wrong, and then all of a sudden you realize how fast it goes wrong in a hurry. Yeah. Oh, oh, I should probably at least watch a tutorial on how to do this. Uh, actually, I, yeah. oh, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Uh, my boss actually had to uh, rescue a guy out of a tree once. What? Yeah. Just a homeowner out in like Abbotsford. He uh, <laughs> he had one of those deer stand things, <laughs> and he like uh, I guess he somehow made his way like sixty feet up this tree, and he was like he was like fifty years old or something. Well, like one of those two piece deer stands, like you walk up the tree. Yeah, okay, yeah. those are sketchy. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so Please, have he you seen up those? about like fifty feet or something, and like realized he was way out, like way <laughs> over his head. And uh, he got his wife, or I don't know if his, he got his wife too, or his wife just like called the fire department, <laughs> and they uh, went out. But it's like a backyard, so the fire department can't really get up there. So they had to call my call like a a company out. And yeah, yeah. So we're like oh, a, yes, we're one of their contractors. So we, uh, he he went out there, and he's like, yeah, I had to like tie this guy up and lower him down. <laughs> oh really? Like you had to put up yeah. like a pulley system? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, like oh. that'd be so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, oh. I'd rather you just knock the tree down and I'll take my chance. Yeah, yeah. Just put me yeah. down. <laughs> At that point, like let's just put me out of my misery. I don't need the yeah. fire department and professional arborists all showing up in front of like your significant other while you like because I I can only imagine he's like I can cut that tree down. I'll just use the deer stand. She's like. I think you should call a professional. No, no, I got this, honey. Don't worry. Honey, keep the fire department. I fucked up. And yeah. The entire fire department and professionals. Because not only is it the fire department that's bad enough, then you have to get a professional out that's literally like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's bad. Okay, I, I, I know I flip-flopped because I already I said I was good, and then I said my story on how the dumb shit I do, but I'll go back to the good thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not a pro or anything, but the, the smaller ones I can handle, I'm getting better with my climbing and I, I'm so, so, but my favorite thing now is when I get into discussions with customers about trees, when they say like, Oh, like, yeah, maybe my cousin can come do it or something like that. Every time it's like, okay, yeah, no, he doesn't, he doesn't have yeah. insurance. Let him go. Yeah. Call cousin bill. You go for it, buddy. Like, I don't, I don't care. Cause your house is online, not mine. Yeah. And I think uh, the problem is, is like, I've met a lot of like, fly by night like landscaper arborist they like I, I know it's probably different manitoba or whatever but i've met so many people and they literally don't carry insurance themselves and it's no different than calling bill that's got to be a bc thing because all small guys in manitoba i know we always carry insurance because like maybe our insurance companies are just more ruthless out there like they're coming after your house your wife your dog your car like everything like they they'll they'll come for you for that money so well, everyone carries insurance spend the 200 dollars. you privately incorporate your private assets are legally separate than the business assets you can do so, that out here yeah or you could probably do it in manitoba but well, yes you can't they'll still find as a separate legal entity 
So therefore, what you do is as a company, you hire yourself as an employee. Employees in Canada can't be held liable for mistakes made through the business. So you're like, the business hired this employee. The employee made a mistake, even though you own the company. The employee made a mistake. The house got destroyed and the business didn't have insurance. The business gets sued. But then at the end of the day, they're like, oh, yeah, my chainsaw and the company pickup, like the pickup truck I use, it was all owned by the employee that we were subcontracting to work for or, you know, hired as an employee to work for our business. We just paid him to use his own personal pickup truck as part of the work. We have no assets as the company. Sorry, we fell a tree on the house, but we didn't want to pay the $200 a month insurance. And there is a lot of companies that are super fly by night like that and like it happens with trucking companies too not mm. so much the not insurance part but like where they're not very good it's and then they when something happens they'll just be like oh t- turns out the trucking company that had the major fuck up an accident didn't actually own the trucks that's owned and leased from by the owner of the company the owner of the company owns the trucks and then he leases it to his own trucking company that he owns when they have yeah. a massive fuck up, he just takes his trucks and he's like, oh, reincor- spends 250 bucks, reincorporates another company and be like, oh, guess I got a clean carrier abstract again. That's what happened with Humble and that bus collision. Yeah, he see, we, we, we can we can do that too for sure. Just I, we like, we don't like what you're saying to me is like a foreign concept. Like people are that much of like a write off system over here. Jeez. Well, it's not the people like us. It's. There are certain fly-by-night companies that exist down in Surrey and Langley. Ah, I'm catching your drift. <laughs> that have issues. <laughs> I, I feel like that's enough said. Everyone that knows Surrey and Langley knows what yeah. I'm talking about. If, 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 don't attack Langley now. <laughs> Chase, if you had socks on, <laughs> it would put you over the line that you're towing right now. <laughs> you're right there. No, Langley's pretty good. Yeah, I would say it's an issue west of Langley that happens to be in this. That you know, I'm just I'm catching your drift. We're catching your drift. We're catching your drift. This city, there tends to be. It's harder to tell the reputable companies. Mm -hmm. And yeah, my problem is is that this is one of the issues I have with contractors in BC is that they'd have no obligation to inform the consumer be like, Hey, you need to ask for licenses to check licenses. They put the risk on the homeowner. And then they're like, Hey, your contractor, like if you hire a guy that's uninsured to do ground disturbance work with no ground disturbance training, doesn't do line location and just hits a major line or, but you know, a pipeline right at your house blows up your whole yard. Uh, Fortis comes after you and like, hey, just so you know, you did $2 million in damage and your house is gone. They're like, well, I hired this contractor. And they're like, well, did you check his ground disturbance and all his certificates and training? And they're like, the average homeowner, if they're not in the industry, doesn't even know what ground disturbance level two and one call is. Mm-hmm. So you think the average middle-aged woman house like, hey, I just wanted a new thing dug in my backyard. And they call up and they expect that the company that has the equipment is fully certified they don't even know what questions to ask but the law in bc puts it as that hey just so you know that's on you as a homeowner because you're the prime contractor and you have to know and i feel like that's what i like yeah no 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 i i i I get what you're saying because sometimes the contractor can put it back on the homeowner like oh like you were supposed to call in blah blah blah. so they they, it's and and people don't understand well people in bc it's it's not even that the hey you were supposed to call in 
Mm. It's that the homeowner has a legal obligation to make sure that the contractor is fully insured with all the proper tickets and the licenses. That's on the homeowner. But the problem is, is that 90% of homeowners don't know anything about ground disturbance. That's why they're hiring. Like, to well, come out and hire an arborist, you're saying, hey, I don't know how to remove a tree. I don't know what's going on. Can you, you say that you can do danger tree removal? Can you come out here and do this for me? Because I don't know nothing about this. The government in BC says that, oh, the homeowner needs to know enough about it, that they need to know all the licensing, certifications, rules, insurance requirements, proof yeah, of yeah, insurance, yeah. and all that. And it's like, I don't think that's a reasonable thing to ask for most homeowners because the average homeowner shouldn't need to be educated in ground disturbance. They, they shouldn't, but it, it, also in a, in another way too, like it, it's funny to me working with some customers, the lack, like, like people don't know how much underground actually there is. Like, it, like it's like, Oh, like, can we just dig here tomorrow? It's like, well, well, no, like, like you have gas, you have uh Wi-Fi, yeah. you have like, sorry, fiber under the ground. You have your electric underground. A lot of times it depends on the places, some overhead, some underground, but like people just don't know these things. It's like they, they think like there's dirt around them. That's all undisturbed. And there's never been anything like that like there and it's like no okay if you're in a town there's lines all over the place yep and it's like i I think that if you represent yourself as a subcontractor that there should be a legal requirement that if you're working at that job you should have to make sure that as the contractor even if it's a contractor to the homeowner that's a general contractor they should have to be fully licensed as some sort of external board. Like there should be somebody in place for arborists. Like there is in the forestry industry, making sure that everybody works in the industry is certified, trained, signed on and be like, Hey, you want to legally perform arborist services. Okay. You need to prove that you have training, prove that you have the insurance at the bare minimum. Like, Hey, Mm. you some sort of training and you have some sort of insurance, once you do that, then we'll give you permission to be an arborist, and you can't just have a fly-by-night company that's going to land a tree on a house and then just reincorporate immediately the next day. Yeah, we yeah. don't do that. Okay, okay. Um, another embarrassing Jordan story, but this one's not really embarrassing per se, but it's just kind of funny because, like, I have a hy- – we got, we got on underground stuff, but I have a hydrovac, right? So if there's lines in the area, like I'm locating them. That's kind of my thing. Yeah. But I was at a customer's job that was like pretty far away. And I was like, okay, by the time I come out here, locate everything, it's going to be 700 bucks at least just for my hydrovac out here. I know these, it was a 50 pair MTS line, uh, like a phone line. I was like, I know they're a pair on. It's only like 250 bucks. How about I just dig anyways? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what went down. <laughs> it's cheaper for the homeowner if I just dig through this line and get it fixed. Uh, bad, bad, bad practices as a yeah. hydrovac owner. Yeah. But come on, honestly, like the repair is cheaper than the bill for the customers. It's like, I'm saving you money by extracting this line. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> like as long as you know that that's the only no line, there's not like a natural gas one next to it. No, no, I got my other locates done. MT- MTS, like our our uh, Manitoba telecommunications, whatever, or Mountain Tel Service, whatever they are, um they're they're the worst for locates. Like it's like they want you to hit them. Like Hydro's there this first day, they got your gas marked, they got your hydro lines marked, you're good to go. Um what Westman's pretty bad too, but MTS but okay, oh you you got an emergency dig? Okay, well, you know, two weeks we'll get to you. We'll see what happens. Like they don't I don't I have lots of friends who work there and it's you know, the great guys and all, but um they're locatings. They contract a lot of it too, like it's not a good system. 
I, yeah. I've had guys they've contracted them before and like the like they're just a different company that comes up to mark them like they're not even MTS and uh, oh, I can't find it and then well hey like you put a mark on the ground no no yeah I, I couldn't find it I just think that's where it is I'm like <laughs> what <laughs> excuse me <laughs> yeah well, I mean at least we don't have some of the problems that they have in the, like being rural I couldn't imagine working in a city. Yeah. Oh, remember when we had Logan Mack and he kept he was in Germany and he kept finding bombs? Like I feel like that <laughs> yeah. how yeah. long locate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to do some uh some like uh stump grinding work and root pruning and stuff. And uh when you're working on like right next to people's driveways and stuff and you got you'd you'd get the uh like the BC one calls and you'd be looking through it, but Half the time, they're not accurate, or there's stuff on there that's not, I don't know, it's just not right. So, and the place I was working at didn't show us how to use them. So, <laughs> it was just, uh, it was a bit of a shit show, a bit of a guessing game. And uh, hopefully you don't hit it. But, yeah, I, f- I find those things are, Yeah dealing with underground utilities it's a it's a bit of a pain (laughs) you probably have more of a headache with above ground utilities to be honest yeah yeah that too (laughs) yeah i'm not i'm not anybody like fall a tree power lines yeah i'm not a utility arborist so i i keep my distance uh i um like service lines yeah that's fine but like high voltage primaries i keep my distance <laughs> i've run into a few situations where they're like yeah just do it but i was i'm one of those guys that if i don't if guy. i don't like it i'm not doing it <laughs> that's what that's say, that's say it's practice. i figure yeah. it's a dangerous job enough i'm not gonna i like no no tree is worth your life so that's kind of my my thing oh have you ever had any close calls with trees then or oh yeah <laughs> yeah well, I mean, do do tell expense <laughs> well working um uh, i mean just doing tree work you're generally working on trees if they're getting removed they're generally dead diseased dying uh rotten you know so like i'm very rarely removing like healthy trees so there's always something wrong with them and mm. i've climbed a few like yeah like half of them is like storm damage kind of stuff where like half the trees ripped off and you got to climb above that it's you're climbing like yeah it's it's not very fun but it's like i've always made it i've had a couple uh if there's ever something where i'm really kind of sketched out about it i'll uh like if I've got another place I can tie in or something, I'll throw my rope around another tree and then just work off that. Mm. Yeah. I have to ask one of the questions in on how you weigh in on a, I've heard that like a little bit of a debate with uh, like logging fallers, like forestry fallers against the city arborists. And like the debate is on like who has the harder job. Cause like I've heard the fallers in the bush are like those city guys have nothing. Like they have to do like yeah. one all day to cut down one tree. Yeah. Well, but 
your side is like, yeah, but the tree is way more dangerous than cutting down like 450 trees that are all perfectly healthy in a row. Yeah, that's one of those things that I I try not to compare. It's the only thing similar is you're using a chainsaw. There's about like you're uh, there's so many arborists out there that try to pretend to be fallers and they're just not. <laughs> wait, wait, what do you mean the only difference is using a chainsaw? Well, really, like logging, like falling in the bush and because that's part of the reason why all our work safe regulations are going nuts because you get guys that come in from the bush and try and fall around houses and end up hitting a house. But that's not saying that fallers aren't like accurate. Okay. I have a bone to pick with followers, by the way, um, or fallers. Sorry. Um, okay. When they drop a tree, I've seen so many videos where they drop a tree. Every single one, it's a scramble for them to get away from it as they're dropping it, obviously, because they're scared. But why can't you pick a good route when you're close to picking a tree or get, knocking yeah. a tree down? Like, have like, okay, like here's where I'm going to go. I'll make, oh, that's in the way. Maybe I'll move it first. Every time, every time I see a drop by a tree drop by a faller, it's a scramble. They're running, blow. They, it's like they're doing it for the drama. Like, do you not yeah. pick out, like, well, hey, there's a path. Let's take I it. I actually have one on this is the reason why you bring in hand fallers is because it's too shitty of a slope or terrain to get a buncher in and like if you can't get a buncher in there even on a cable winch line it's shitty terrain and then you're like well why don't you clear the path the problem is is that when you're bringing in these fallers you're spending 200 bucks an hour on a faller you don't want to be spending a 200 an hour on a guy that's like taking his time making a nice neat path and like yeah. spending three <laughs> hours on a tree you want him to get in there get as much production as he can so it's a mix of like a boss being like hey this is a really shitty slope. We can't even get a, a uh, buncher in on a cable. Yeah, they should, have, they should have an apprentice or something. I, I don't I don't agree. They should have an apprentice then. Someone to clear the path for them. Like like it, it it shouldn't just be like, oh yeah, 200 bucks an hour, get in, get out. Like like uh, clear yourself a path, run in, run out. I don't I think it's with the apprentice is like I've heard of that too, but like when you bring in anybody else, anybody that's worked with a new apprentice or anything like that. They end up in the worst possible spot. It doesn't matter what the apprentice is working at. And all of a sudden, now you got a tree that's going so south. It's all going wrong as you're in the middle of falling this tree. And you look, and the apprentice is <laughs> looking up at a cloud in the wrong spot. Yeah, that's fair. The apprentice is just uh, looking up, about to, about to eat a tree, doesn't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor apprentices out there. I mean, they even have a lot of that around here. <laughs> I'm sure you're used to that too, Matt. Standing around with their dick in their hands. I've seen I've seen a Snapchat. Nah, yeah, you, your friends might listen. Your 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 employee, not employees. Your uh, coworkers <laughs> may listen to this. <laughs> Take it easy. Oh uh, yeah, they're I good mean, guys. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the ones he's that have stayed around are good guys. <laughs> we'll yeah, assume he's not true. talking about the ones that are still working. There. <laughs> well, the thing is about our company, we're a really small company, so we got to try and keep them happy <laughs> yeah but wow. it's so hard to find people these days and as soon as you find somebody that has like somewhat of a brain it's that's fair keep them because <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's i've we've been through so many guys where it's like yeah they'll they'll stand like they'll stand around and then they'll stand around under you not looking up and 
it's like hey man like below oh shit yeah like <laughs> the stand and looking at the clouds thing yeah like, yeah like man. what are you what are you doing <laughs> mm-hmm. but, yeah, yeah, you know what though? Like, I could see bringing in. The, sorry, I went back to the thing of bringing in an apprentice. Why not bring in an apprentice to like clear the area the day before the hand fallers go in? Like, send two, three guys and be like, clear the base of all the trees. We're sending in the fallers tomorrow. That would make sense. Then you don't have to worry about them getting squished. All we need to hear is Jordan. You're right. You're okay. right, Jordan. Uh... You're right. There is a way to probably do it that doesn't involve having to do a mad scramble through brush. Yeah. yeah, or or we can just tell them, you guys, you just keep doing the magic. It's it's like not yeah. not laughable. Every one I've watched, like even if the tree falls perfectly where they want it to, their scramble is just and understandably you could easily die. But it's like, <laughs> did you not have a plan? You just started cutting. <laughs> Honestly, though, have you seen some of the videos where they don't even run? They just knock it down. This tree's going. They just stand like right oh, that's, back that's, where they yeah, were. And you're like big oh, my dick God. energy. Big dick energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a 300 foot redwoods going over and he's just standing there and he like pulls out a smoke lights his smoke because it's going and you're like oh my god with fallers the- <laughs> fucking confidence there's only two types of videos <laughs> those ones or the mad scrambles it's either yeah. or there's no in between no peaceful walk yeah. away yeah there's nothing that looks like a guy's <laughs> planned a reasonable escape and he's like well i've done it i'm gonna be okay yeah that's well- funny the city what we got is it's either the professional videos or the guy on the ladder with the pole saw and strangles himself with the extension cord as he knocks the piece into his ladder yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh, okay our, our, our time's getting up there but i got another question hey we got time for another one from you chase if you got one but i yeah. was electrical not electric but like the battery powered equipment now like i know when i'm falling like there's a little milwaukee handsaw i use and like it's it's a nice added little dream like you're getting up there and i'm hoping to ask (laughs) pardon i was kind of hoping you'd bring up that subject (laughs) oh you're right on it i'll go into it right so i was like really skeptical skeptical about uh electric saws and all that um just kind of I used one in the past probably a few years ago just a little husky one it was kind of when they first started making them and it just put a bad taste in my mouth I I just did not like them mm-hmm. like so underpowered didn't last long just uh, I so since then I was like oh damn I'm not gonna get one of those but uh I started seeing husky made a uh, it's called the T540i, which is the one I'm running now. Yeah. And it's honestly, like, for a battery saw, it's like a dream. It's, oh, yeah. It's definitely not as good as a little top handle still, but, like, if you're just... Because a lot of my work is just, like, pruning trees, like, just trimming boulevard trees and all that, or, like, smaller cuts, and... It's it makes really nice cuts because that's another thing in the industry you got to make nice cuts. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it makes nice cuts. There, it goes fast enough. It's it like, one battery will last me all day. And oh one yeah. Of the, one of the biggest things about it is no pull cord. Oh honestly, honestly. Press, press the button and you're going. Like people don't understand like how much like that saves your shoulders. Like when you're when you're pulling these saws around all day long, like that's what you get. You get the guys out there that are like, oh, like, 
nice little Fisher Price saw, and it's like, yeah, man, but at least I can move at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, never mind, like, even even the bigger ones, it's one thing, but the little handheld ones, too, like, it's literally the size of a drill, and you can cut a yeah. four-inch branch with it. When you're climbing up like that, and you can just pull it out like a, like a little handgun, like, you just pull it out like a drill or something, just zip, yeah. zip, zip, keep going. Yeah, you can pull up the gas for later, but whatever. Just I don't yeah. know. I, I really like the electric saws. Or in the nope. man basket, nope. too. Idling. Like, it's not loud or anything. Oh, peaceful. Uh, yeah, it's nice. I don't know if you've done much basket work, but in the basket, like, like if I'm on a bigger tree and I have to bring up, like, the 65 or something, like, yeah. you got to, yeah, again, the pulling, everything. You got to fire that up or just click. And you can do yeah. you can do every other bit and then just fire up the 65 for taking down the main part. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely don't have the power for uh, – like removals yet Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of i've heard in california and they were talking about it in bc um maybe just uh, it might have just been like vancouver which whatever Vancouver probably they can can do this thing (laughs) um yeah just like only electric saws wow that'd be bold i I don't know if i'm on that wagon yet well, yeah, they, were, which, they were going to only electric everything, only electric leaf blowers, yeah, only electric yeah. mowers, electric, like all power tools had to be electric in like California and Vancouver. Not California, right? Yeah. 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 Vancouver was considering similar. I think they passed it now or about to pass it where they're like, yeah, they don't want any gas powered anything because too many Karens complain about noise. Yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Yeah, stuff just happens overnight in, the, in their sleep. I'm a, I'm a small town, so I've never had a noise complaint because, you know, like, if you do that, it's going to go to the coffee shop. People are going to get bitching. Like, like if you complain on me, they know, like, I have an old guy who works for me, too, in town. Like, they're going to get they're going to get hounded by everyone. So no one comments on the noise complaints. Oh, yeah. Well, around here, it depends. If I'm, if I'm working in a neighborhood, sometimes I'll be nice, but you know, noise bylaw is seven a.m. So mm-hmm. if if I if I'm if yeah. I know I'm doing a big tree yeah, job, though, I will wait till like eight. I'll wait till eight if I'm doing a big tree job because yeah. th- I feel like that's fair because I can do other things in the morning like while I'm getting yeah. prepped, get all the gear ready. Like I don't know. Yeah. See, mean, where it really drives really me really nuts really is like I've worked night shift a lot in my life, and it's like yeah. oh, New England's bylaw is eight, but like they've got their stuff going all day, and you're like, this is my. It's hard enough to sleep during the day, anyways. I gotta yeah. be at work at like eight PM to go driving all night at yeah. like eight, and now all I'm listening to is a bunch of equipment outside. It I do never... get it from that <laughs> point where it's like, "Hey, noise bylaws at this time." It's yeah. like, "Yeah, but not everyone works nine to five, Karen." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, the world's got to go around. So I don't know. Yeah. I just like to play devil's advocate sometimes. That sometimes, like... sometimes <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I hate when my guys are running the chipper all day long like there's some some companies they like that and it's like yeah stay busy keep keep throwing everything through the chipper but i just want it i've told them i tell them all the time i want it on like as little as possible because then again you get to the you're trying to talk to them and you can't hear anything and like yeah even just the loudest piece of equipment on site Every yeah. time on any site, I'm always when it shuts down, you just feel better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, that's why you need an Edison truck. That's <laughs> you can true. run your shipper off of electric. Just plug it in, 
run it off the batteries, and it literally that chipper's gonna chew still. <laughs> oh, I hate chipping. I hate if I don't know what you guys run, but if you run a chipper that isn't self feeding, your life sucks. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like I, 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 uh, I don't have a chipper because I don't like to chip because it sucks. But I rented one and it broke down, and they had another one for me, and the other one wasn't self feeding. Holy yeah. crap! Like. That is the worst job ever. Like your your arms just fall off at the end of the day because you're. Yeah. It's it, yeah. Well, I don't even know how to describe chipper, it. Got that one in the backyard. You could have. You have a chipper in the backyard? Yeah, it's behind the shop. Okay, I don't chip much, but I I might take that home with me. <laughs> I mean, I haven't no used chipper. it in like two years, but it is does not have the auto feed. It is from the 1970s. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk after this. You can look at it. Of a beat. Anyway, we should wrap up here soon, Matt. Oh, I got, I got to have my one question. All good, all good. Yeah. You promised me a question, Jordan. I, I, <laughs> I'm wondering this lightest load. I don't think that's gonna work for me. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna ask you, what is the smallest tree you've ever cut down? Oh, that's easy. Little, little boulevard trees. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, wait. So I think like smallest tree you've had to climb. What? Okay. No, 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 just smallest tree in total where you're what? like, why did we get caught? Was there any trees you're like, that not on a municipal contract, but where a homeowner has called you in for it and you're like, why are we here? Oh, we probably could have done like that. that. Yeah. Mm, not really, no. I, most of the, like, I definitely don't get small trees. <laughs> hey, really? I've, I've actually had that where like, like, not, not, like I go by the tree usually, and I've like been on a few jobs where like there's two or three big ones. Like okay, that makes sense. And then there's like a few small ones. Like hey, like you know I go by a tree, right? Yeah, okay. I was like, <laughs> you could cut this down. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just gotta go to the lake today. I'm like oh, okay, <laughs> I'll cut it for you. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Okay, if uh, I've got in here, if you were gonna do a job that you're not doing now, what would you do? Um, you know, for like the longest time, well, originally I wanted to be a helicopter pilot. Oh, I still do. I still do. Yeah. (laughs) But then I, then I realized how much it costs and yeah, that was kind of, that kind of shot it down for me. Mm. But I also thought about being a lineman and that's kind of the next, the next thing. Probably the more realistic thing. Okay, well, here's my thoughts on helicopter piloting, though. Yeah. Since it's so expensive, the most expensive thing is your rentals while getting your uh, flight hours in for training. Yeah. So yeah. I was thinking, if I ever do this, I'm taking out a loan and I'm getting a helicopter first and then doing my training in it. All right, and then you can rent it to me for a discounted rate. Oh, I can rent it out to other people. <laughs> I'm buying. I need a helicopter in my life. Sorry, well, that was, you, you picked too good of an answer. What if we just crowdsource this? Like, we got enough people. Everyone wants their helicopter pilot's license. Like, that's it true. Thousand dollars to buy a crappy helicopter. What if oh, we just got eighty people together to throw in a grand each, or forty people to throw in two grand each? Mm-hmm. We go buy a helicopter for like eighty grand. And we all just take turns practicing that on the weekend. Put five guys in or ten guys, five guys. I think they see like four or five people. Put four the, in the, 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 the ones worth 
the ones worth enough are going to be more than four. You just get two for the small ones. Oh, yeah, you probably do get two. It's probably you and them. But still, like, we get 40 people to throw in, like, two grand or, like, yeah. 30 people to throw in 2500 bucks, something like that. Um, I could throw in 2500 bucks to get a helicopter's license. Then we just got 30 other people. I think you got to do, like, three weeks in total of training or, like... Well, a- they meant to pay our trainer, too. But if we had him on full-time for a month for each person cycling that out, it wouldn't be too expensive either. But, I mean, yeah. you got to pay, like, 60 bucks an hour. But, like, if, but then all of a sudden, that's only, you know... You cuts it down. Pay 500 bucks a day for your thing over the course of, like, I think it's 10 days to get your, like, just your, um, you know, recreational thing. So you spend twenty five hundred bucks on the thing, and then you spend like four grand on bringing the pilot in to train you. Like you're seventy five hundred bucks to get your pilot's license. Plus, you still own part of the helicopter. So if you need it for a weekend or a day or two, you don't need to go out and find a helicopter to fly. You want to take off hiking? You just book the helicopter and be like, "Hey, yeah, can I have the helicopter next weekend? I gotta go off to a lake." And you're like, "Yeah, no worries. No one else is using it that weekend." Um, we come up with a lot of ideas that we just spew off on the podcast and people yeah. respond to them. So if we don't get a response, no helicopters. If we do, we'll buy a helicopter. If we yeah. get enough people, we'll figure out how many people are in on board on the helicopter sharing idea. Then yeah. we'll figure out the level of money it takes to buy the helicopter. And then we'll all just pool our resources together. It's not the worst idea I've had to have a helicopter. Plus, then you have your, you can... You can say, like, you know, you ship in 2500 bucks, $3,000. You can literally say, yeah, I've got my own helicopter, my own. Like, how much of a baller move is that? Oh, my like, gosh. Yeah, my helicopter. You would regret being single, my boy, or being taken, my boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's going to be some single people on that. Yeah. Like, that's got to be a flex. So you're like, yeah, I've got my own helicopter. Yeah. I've got three grand on it. Uh, I was just kidding. Hey, Sorry, Courtney. Know, Sorry, Courtney. Uh, I just thought of one of the sketchiest dream moments. Okay, give it. uh, Chase's question earlier. Uh, I had a, I don't know if you know Lombardi poplars. They're like super tall. They always plant them on the edge of farms as like a wind buffer. Okay, yeah. And they're like super bendy. Like whenever it's windy, like even the tiniest bit, they're waving around. Anyway, uh, I was uh, removing like a row of them along. like beside somebody's house and uh i had to take a top out and i had to rig rig all the tops out and uh it was probably a good 20 feet and my boss was like hey do you want to take that a little smaller and i was like no man like this thing's like skinny up here i don't want to go any higher (laughs) and uh he's like well make sure you hold on (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I've got a video of it on my page. Anyways, I, like, I had to take it towards the house because that's where it was leaning. And it's poplar, so it's it doesn't have the best kind of, like, hinge wood. So you can't really take it off the lean at all. And, uh, yeah, so I took it. And it ran as much as they could run it, basically. When I say let it run, basically... Um, that's letting the rope out through the pulley as kind of as far as you can before like uh, slowing it down. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so they let it run like as much as they could, but there wasn't a whole ton of roof clearance. 
and I ended up getting whipped probably like 10 feet back and forth. <laughs> oh, just swinging oh, around up there. there too. And then like being that kind of tree, it just, it, for the next probably minute or so, it's still just waving back and forth. Like, yeah. <laughs> How did, did your spurs stay in good? Did you lose the spot? My spurs did stay in on that one. Yeah, okay, that's, that's good. Yeah. Whoop yourself a bit or like. Pardon? <laughs> you shit yourself a bit when she started whipping around. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you're like, oh, I hope this, I hope this tree is solid because as it's just whipping back and forth, you're like, oh, fuck. yeah. If you were, if you were on the tree that I described my story with, you would be on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, we hit an hour. That's a good. We we, we got to go. Thanks for coming on, Matt. What's your TikTok yeah. again? Just in case anyone missed it, TikTok uh, and Instagram. Matt Brunat Tree. Okay. As it sounds, two T's on both. Dude, yeah. it sounds good. If you guys haven't checked it out after me saying I, uh, like for a third or fourth time, go do it. It's my awesome TikTok's gonna be banned soon. Oh, <laughs> what'd you do? I'm I'm on my last my last strike, I think. No, you... I got that warning too. Yeah? Yeah. Oh yeah. Just I I they keep getting taken down for dangerous acts. I don't know. I don't get it. Like you're literally a professional. Yeah, you're doing your job. Down where I chopped down a tree, and I I just did it with an axe because I'm like, you know what? How hard is it to chop down a chop down a tree with an axe? A lot of work. Turns out a lot of work. But I posted the video, and um, like one guy's like, your axe swinging technique. You're like, this guy doesn't know how to swing an axe. So I posted the next video of me knocking down a tree with a sledgehammer. Like I, I just started going so, at it like with a sledgehammer, then a rake, then I started hitting it with a shovel. He's like, you don't know how to swing an axe. And finally, I just grabbed the backhoe and like knocked it down with a bucket. TikTok oh. removed it, that one, because they're like, that was an unsafe act. Swung <laughs> mm. a sledgehammer at a tree, and it's like, God. Yeah. Yeah, TikTok is uh, pretty messed up. Done, probably. Um, the Instagram is kind of like my main go-to. Mm. That's kind of where the best community is. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And uh, I'm starting up a YouTube. So. Oh. Oh, that should be good. Some longer videos. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I just found with TikTok and Instagram, I'm cutting down my videos so much that you don't really get the context. Yeah. It's like you get a highlight. But I find a lot of people were kind of asking about uh, kind of like, how did you do this? Or like, how did you tie that up and stuff? So. Uh, yeah, so I, I I filmed one today, and I'm uh, planning on trying to figure out how to edit it up and then post it up pretty soon. It'll be my first one, so yeah. YouTube, it'll be on. I'm gonna have it under the same name, so I'll go check it out. Let me know when you get it up, so I can go check it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all good. Thanks for coming on, man. We will yeah. talk to you later.